All right, we are back with our summer replay episodes. And if you've been listening to our summer replay, you're hearing some of the most popular uh, podcast episodes that we've had. And uh, Kenya's been posting those and uh, well, sort of leading those in with her her intro. But this is my opportunity to get another get a chance to do my intros. And um, one of our popular episodes that we had was podcast 85, which was a solo episode for me. So it's great. And I thank you all for, for really liking that podcast. It's great that you all um, got got a lot out of that one. I did, too. Actually, uh, one of my students who had a question about his band sort of came to me and was was asking for my advice. And that's basically what that podcast was around. It was uh, some of the ideas that came out of that conversation. So I just put that into the podcast and I'm glad you all are getting a lot out of that episode. So um, here we go with our replay, summer replay of podcast 85, how to manage your band professionally. Welcome to the making money in the music business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire-Johnson. All right, folks, we are back, and I am doing another solo episode today. Kenya's uh, not able to be with us, and but she is with us in spirit, So, uh, and I'm sure she's going to listen back to this, so... Um, Today, I wanted to talk to you about uh, something that came up this week, um, talking with a student of mine, uh, which is how to manage your band professionally. And he had some issues and concerns about um, trying to manage his band. And we had a nice long uh, consultation about how to do that. And we covered a lot of ground and just wanted to um give you all some of these insights that came about uh, during that consultation consultation session. And but just giving you a background on myself, I ran my band for around 20 years and I learned a lot about what it takes to manage a band. And I was also a member. So I have it from both sides. I was a member of several bands over the years and uh, in a b- bunch of uh, genres, including rock uh, some jazz, uh, hip jazz bands, a hip hop band, reggae band. And I've also played in, uh, several wedding bands. So I've, I've seen the, the variety of, of issues and concerns and things that come up with bands in, in different genres. And there's, there's a lot of different issues that will, will come up. But, um, with my band, uh, when I was pretty much running it by myself, I had regular band members who were in the uh, the group, but many times I had to sub out some players and that's because, you know, a member couldn't make the gig or for whatever reason. So uh, jazz bands and, and jazz groups are a little bit different from all these other groups because it's such a specialized uh, form of music and sometimes it's hard to find players in general. Uh, rock and rock bands, soul bands, wedding bands, you know, they, they have more stable core members. So that, that's a big difference. So you want to um, pretty much write down, I guess, what a good process would be if 
uh, the band that you're in or the band that you're running or a member of, you should want to write down some of the issues and concerns uh, that are happening and then try to uh, work out some solutions with that, with those uh, with those concerns. And I'm going to try to help you all today to give you some some insights that may help with that, with those uh, working out some of those issues. So but first off, let's talk about the professional side. So if you want to run your band professionally, you want to actually put it under a business and you can either have it under your your business that handles all your music stuff in general. And for me personally, I have an LLC, uh, but and that, that my band that I run my band business under. But if you're. How you're in a larger group if if it's just um several members in the band it's not just you, then you might want to consider doing something what's called an s core s corporation and that means it's a separate entity uh from from you as as the leader and you're you're filing separate taxes for it so this is my recommendation, and here is a disclaimer. I am not a tax professional, so don't take my word strictly for it. You want to consult a tax professional for it. And what you could do, and this is what I what I have, I, I bought the uh, TurboTax uh, business software and, and they have uh, some support services with that. And what you can do is ask those some of those professionals, legal professionals, about some of the questions that you might have. But. It's a great software, the TurboTax software, because you can create 1099s from it. If you're trying to pay your uh, pay services that for pay for services that you're hiring, like graphic or web design. And you can also send out 1099s to uh, supplemental musicians, even managers or agents. So um, this is a, a good a good thing to have this this extra software because it helps keep your business organized. But. Um, yes. So that's my disclaimer. I am not a tax professional. So but I do recommend if you have uh, a band that you're leading, you're the sole owner and leader of the band. Um, you can have that under your LLC, uh, which goes on your personal taxes. And but if you're you're having membership in your band and you're distributing ownership of your band, you would probably like to have it as an s which is a separate entity. And it's separate from your taxes, your personal taxes. And what that will do is that you'll be able to give shares of ownership to band members. And so it actually sort of psychologically gives your band members a uh, a sense of ownership. And it's actually real ownership. They have a piece of paper that says they own part of this business. And so it's it's a it's a really good thing to to try to set that up initially um, for your band to make everybody feel like, you know, I'm trying to take care of this, you know, this is our baby. So I want to take care of this. So, um, that would be my recommendation. So some of these things I'm talking about, uh, today are also considerations. You want to make sure that you're, you're thinking about it from that perspective. Are you the sole owner and, uh, are you the, the main leader or if you're sharing ownership? So I'll, I'll try to make some of those distinctions and what I talk about and, the other thing that you want to do, uh, besides setting your business up properly, you want to create a separate bank account for your business and for your band. 
Um, you should, if you have a business, your music business that you're running, you can do that. You should already have that set up already. Um, it should not be in your personal account. Um, so that's, you shouldn't run your band out of your personal account. Uh, that could raise a whole lot of issues, not just with, uh, you know, the tax stuff and all that stuff, but with your, your band, if they see you putting money in and out of your personal account. So, um, create a separate bank, separate bank account for your band. And this is, uh, something also that you want to do. And a lot of people don't do this. Um, and I talked to you know, several people and, and, and it helped them to, uh, to really get it, get this concept, which is pay your business, pay your band, pay your business like you pay the band members. So if your band, let's say for instance, your band made a thousand dollars on a gig and you have four members in your band. What you want to do is pay those four members, you know, their, their cut, which is $200. And then you pay your business $200. And the reason for this is you need to have an operating budget for your band. Your band should have uh, money available money set aside uh, for a lot of important things. So for instance, um, if you need money for merchandise or uh, CD inventory, then you have money in your bank account for that. Uh, you also need to pay for advertising. So if you're going to advertise on Facebook, Instagram, or Google, you have money in your bank account to do that. And you also might need money, extra money for travel, uh, for meals and gas. So maybe you have a festival gig you're trying to get to and, um, the festival is not paying for your travel up front. You need to pay for it. And then you need to, they'll reimburse you. Um, some, you know, some of these things might happen and now, now you have the money to do that. You've put an operating budget in your bank account. So that's one thing to, to always consider is always put money aside for your business, uh, from, from the money that you have, from the income that you have. And this is not just, uh, for gigs. So if you're making money, from any licensing that your band has from uh, songs that are being licensed, you want to put that, put that money aside, put a percentage of the income. So a good, good rubric might be um, that you're, you're also, you're splitting the money. If you have four band, band members, you're splitting the money five ways. And the, one of the five ways is going to the business. So, on top of this, besides the uh, the bank account, the uh, setting up the structure of the business, um, you want to also make parameters for your band members so everybody knows what's going on and how things are, are running. And the best way to do that is to um, have everybody sign a contract. Uh, and this is an you know an ownership. If you're if you're their owners in the business, they're signing an ownership con- contract. And it's stating the rules and the obligations of the band. So uh, some of these rules would be, you know, maybe if someone's missing gigs, you know, there needs to be some type of, um, you know, discipline for that. So you probably put down uh, how many gigs they can miss before their membership is in jeopardy or their ownership is in jeopardy. So these are sort of rules that are laid down that, um, band members will know, and it, and it applies to everybody if it's a, it's a co-equal or equally shared uh, band. 
Now, if you're the leader of the band and you're setting everything up and you're paying for all of this, then you can pretty much, you know, design the rules that I design everything however you want. So you can also write down the compensation structure, how often everybody's getting paid. Um, you know, like we just said, we broke down the percentages uh, and and what the um, the distribution will be of the share of income. So that could be also in the contract. And one thing also to consider, um, this is not brought up a lot either with bands is band dues. So especially when you're first starting out, it's uh, probably a good idea to have maybe like, you know, $5 dues or something like that, just to raise money for the operating budget. Because you're, if you're not gigging, if you haven't, haven't had any gigs or you only have a few gigs, you're not going to have money in your bank account. So you need to have something there to help grow your business and to help advertise and, you know, buy merchandise and all of that. So if everybody's contributing to the pot equally, then you're, you're getting farther along by what you're doing. So one thing, um, aside from doing a band member contract, uh, you know, having, um, your business structured and also setting up the bank account and the budget is you want to assign band members key roles. And this should be, I mean, this is sort of intuitive. You know, you want to base off the skills of the band member. So if one band member is really good at doing social media, they're always on Facebook or they have like a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Um, that band member is the social media manager. You know, they're in charge of of running the social media accounts because they're good at it. Um, Another band member could be the merch and CD table manager. So at at the gig, they're the ones making sure the product is getting sold, uh, talking to um, customers or talking to fans. And then there's you can also assign another band member, uh, the flyer production and distribution manager. Um they can handle the production, the design, get, finding outsourcing. If they can't do the design, they can outsource it, but maybe they're good at doing graphics. So they'll be creating all the flyers and doing the distribution of the flyers. Um, one other person in your band might be very good at talking to people and very good at negotiating. And that person can be the booking agent uh, and also the liaison with the venue. So, uh, when that you book the gig, that person will be handling everything, talking to the promoter or whoever, and then also getting the money after the gig. So that that person has that that role and that duty. So these are some roles that you can think about. But I'm sure there's there's more that you all can come up with. And it all depends really on the number of people in your band. So if you got, uh, you know, like 10 people in your band, you can really break it down. So. You know, if you have social media, one person can handle Twitter, one person can handle Facebook, you know, and it's just really uh, a lot more ground you can cover if you have a larger band. So rehearsals is the other consideration. Um, During rehearsals, you should lay down some ground rules and this should. And if you want to print this out and bring it to rehearsal, post it on the wall, whatever you want to do, just so everybody is is constantly thinking about these concepts um, while you're doing your rehearsal. Uh, 
and and it depends. Like I said, it depends on the band. You know, some bands have uh, more more attitude than others. So um, you should they should post in, up up on the wall or on the piece of paper that there's only constructive feedback. This is important because when you're in the band and you're in rehearsal and maybe someone has gotten annoyed at somebody's playing and, or they haven't been able to, to cop the lick or the line and, and they're just uh, consistently maybe messing up at a, at a show or something like that. You want to make sure that everybody is approaching how they communicate in an, uh, as an, in an effective way. Um, make sure that there's only constructive feedback, but also, um, you're presenting your feedback in a good way and there's no putting another band member down, no shouting, you know, uh, you can have no cursing. You can have a curse jar in your, in your band and that will help raise money for your operating budget. So, you know, serve several purposes. So, uh, you know, just think about it in creative ways. How can you, um, encourage good behavior during rehearsals and, uh, and also good behavior during, during the gig. So, you might have a jar for lateness. If you're late, you know, there's $5 in the jar. So there's, there's different ways that you can do this and, and, you know, just try to be creative in how you, how you think about it. Um, and also enforcement of these rules of these ground rules. Um, and this could be in enforcement for the rehearsal ground rules, but also membership ground rules. Um, you can use a three strike rule. You know, if a person uh, offends one of these rules three times, that means they, you know, there's there's consequences for it. There's either uh, docking somebody's pay or, uh, you know, eventually an expulsion from the group. But, you know, just try to create that 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 uh, culture of seriousness and focus in your band Um James Brown used to dock his band members if they missed a cue or a hit. So, and you know, you've seen the video, he says, I gotcha. You know, he's, he's cutting somebody's pay. So he ran it a lot more, more strict, uh, ran a, ran a strict ship with his group. So, um, I don't know if you should do that dock people's pay, but if that's the only recourse that you have, then, then that's it. But try to think of other creative ways, um, to basically encourage people to follow the rules of the band and stay focused. Um, and then hopefully one day you'll be able to have such a large operating budget that, you know, you can sort of pay members on salary or, you know, pay them on a, on a monthly basis. And, I, you know, I'd heard about Michael Jackson and his band and he had his band on a retainer. And that was to make sure that they were available for him throughout the year. So whenever he needed any one of his band members or the full band, he could go out and they were totally available for him. So he paid, I heard he paid them a yearly salary. So that's, um, that's the goal of a lot of bands is to get to that point and where you're not even worrying about, uh, the basic issues that a lot of up and coming bands are are thinking about um, that operating budget can really help grow your band and you can actually hire people and hire things to, to do things and uh, pay for stuff that smaller bands, indie bands are not able to, to take care of. So um, yeah, there's a lot of considerations and if you all can think of other stuff and have stories 
or, you know, um, you know, not horror stories, but if you have them, talk about them, but maybe some good, good stories, some good, um, situations that you had some, some other creative ideas on running your band and operating your band. Um, you know, leave them in our comments. Um, you can either go to, to my site, uh, making money in the music biz.com B I Z, or you can go to our Facebook page and you want uh, my Facebook page or, or Kenya's Facebook page and leave comments, um, or post it on our Apple podcast, uh, leave some comments there, uh, about, you know, some, tell us, tell us what happens, you know, with, with your band, what are some of the stories, uh, we'd love to hear back and, uh, love to hear some of these, these, uh, these backstories on, on how you ran your band. So, um, that's our podcast for this week. Uh, I just wanted to make it quick and short. Um, and just to give you all some good ideas and help you to, to think about it, help you to organize your thoughts better about your band, because really, you know, running a band can be kind of crazy. And especially if you're doing it on your own, which I did, like I said, for like 20 years. So it gets really hectic and you need to have a way to organize your thoughts around it. So um, hopefully this helped and we'll be back with another podcast next week. But um, thanks again for checking us out. And please also give us a rating. All, all the ratings and comments and all these things help with uh, Apple Podcasts so we can help coming up with some good content for you all. Yep, share it with your friends. And thank you all again for listening. And talk to you all later. Bye. Thank you for listening. And we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creating dot com or DRW Smith at making money in the music biz B.I.Z. dot com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creating dot com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.